1: Welcome to All Steelers Talk, your home for everything, Pittsburgh Steelers, presented by AllSteelers.com. What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Trackmine, joined every Monday and Wednesday, but today, a special Tuesday episode of All Steelers Talk by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on youtube.com slash All Steelers Talk. Subscribe anywhere you get your podcast. Before we get things kicking, I got to apologize for yesterday. Some technical difficulties hit us, and unfortunately, we weren't able to get out our Monday episode. It was a good one, but let me tell you, the last 24 hours have been so nuts for the Pittsburgh Steelers that I think it was a sign from the universe to say, hey, look, at boys, wasn't meant to be. You got to record tomorrow. It just gave us a little bit of a warning, which yesterday, you know, I won't give up too much, but we literally talked about how nothing was going to happen. Now, there (laughs) was no need for anything to happen, and we were totally wrong. But it's been a gorgeous week in the Berg. We're back here, round two. I feel my friend
0: feeling good. Yeah. I think you were, you were right. This was, this was a good thing. You know, those technical difficulties were well-timed because I don't know, we had some stuff that we talked about on Monday, but we've got way more. Like we, you got to push some stuff out now to talk about everything that happened over the past couple of days. So oh, yeah, excited to get into
1: it. It was a, it was an exciting, exciting day yesterday. It was an exciting day yesterday. Not only, Did the Pittsburgh Steelers bring Quan Alexander, inside linebacker, in for a visit? Expected to sign him, but Mason Rudolph is back, which is the most shocking news of the offseason, hands down. On top of that, J.J. Watt had some things to say about the rumors of him potentially returning to the NFL and joining his brother with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And on top of that, we obviously have to talk about rookie minicamp and everything that came and went with that. That's where we'll start. We just spent the weekend at rookie minicamp. It was great to have some football back. See... The newest member of the Pittsburgh Steelers, or members of the Pittsburgh Steelers, for the first time. Did you have any big takeaways? You know, yesterday we started talking. You were like, "Oh, the quarterbacks looked great." That's off the table, obviously, at this point. Yeah. What else you got for me?
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm interested. I. I am a big Corey Trice guy. So I loved yeah. watching him go around and, and, and run around and just seeing him in person for the first time. I mean, this guy was an absolute steal in the seventh round. I think there were some injury concerns, but the fact that this guy slid that late, it was a blessing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And it's just it was just fun to see those guys in those like not just Corey, but you know, Joey Porter and Broderick, you know, see guys actually in their uniform, see them actually in black and gold. Um, feels real for the first time. Big questions that's that gets asked to these draft picks all the time is like, does it actually feel like you're an NFL player yet? Like you're mm-hmm. you're just in the shorts and and helmets, but you're doing it. You're practicing as an NFL player, and I think that's that's a pretty cool part of it too. Is just to actually see these guys. You know, it's not just jersey edits anymore that you see on Twitter. It's 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 real and it's there.
1: Yeah, and I will say that when it comes to Corey Trice, when it comes to Joey Porter Jr., those guys are as big as advertised, a hundred percent. Darnell Washington, I mean, it it can't be exaggerated. How big of a human? I mean, you tweeted out that you could eat a five course meal off this man's shoulders. It's very true. Like Alfredo yeah. Roberts, the tight end coach in Pittsburgh, is six foot three, pushing six foot four, former Miami Hurricane tight end, like aggressive, big, scary looking dude. Child next to Darnell yeah. Washington. Absolute child. Man's massive. That was, you know, the whole, all the talk of the Steelers rookies are big they were aiming for big physical smash mouth football the first time you saw that you're just like well this is as true as it gets because these humans are humongous at least their draft picks are and and they were they were impressive
0: yeah I, like i think andy weidel said you know they're gonna look real good getting off the bus I know, yeah I guess, <laughs> I, guess, I guess nfl players don't get off buses they get off charter planes but um <laughs> uh it's very true it's but very yeah true. i mean like these guys weren't even in pads and i was like Wow, you like I was like darnell Washington could play left tackle. Like if Broderick oh, if, if Jones doesn't work out, you know they've got a good backup option right there.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, hundred percent. Speaking of Broderick Jones, uh, he was asked about playing left tackle and his focus on winning that competition over Dan Moore Jr. He said he wasn't really concerned about it. He's like, right now I just want to learn the playbook, ta- learn the offense, get accustomed to the Pittsburgh Steelers and the NFL lifestyle the conversation started flowing a little bit between those that were at practice about maybe it's not necessarily a lock that Broderick Jones is the starting left tackle from what you see, what's your thoughts? Do you feel the same way? Do you feel like there really is a competition here? Or do you kind of see like, eh, you were the 14th pick in the draft chances are you're going to start.
0: So I think there's a competition only because Broderick Jones is a rookie. You have to actually earn it. And obviously he was not a perfect prospect, but he was one of the elite tackles in this draft. The Steelers made a move up to get him. It was a pretty significant move. It was one of the bigger ones in the first round. You leapfrog someone who you knew was going to take him. This, you know, wasn't a guy you were comfortable getting. This was a guy you need, you felt like you needed to get that. You needed to beat someone out for, it's just hard for me to imagine after that happens that the Steelers are going to be fine with saying, ah, no, he's like, we, we don't have any plans of starting him right away. Um, Again, of course, he has to earn it. You know, Dan Moore is no slouch. Like he, he did a good job there last year. But I, I think it's more than likely that that Broderick Jones, when we start week one, first snap, when the, when the offense comes out, Project Jones is going to be the man at left tackle.
1: Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. Like I, I think it's going to be a competition and a and a true competition. And you know, I, I hate to compare a punting competition to a left tackle competition, but the last time we went through like a, a major veteran replacing or replaced by a rookie that everybody was excited about. It was the punting competition. It was Jordan Berry challenged by Presley Harvin Jr. Our Presley Harvin, the third, excuse me. And Jordan Berry went off like this guy. He struggled throughout his career, said Rooks coming in here. I got a ball out. Did it was every bit of a punting competition that you would look for. I kind of expect the same thing. Like, I don't expect Dan Moore to go out easy. This is his third year in the NFL. He's experienced at this point. He's gotten better every year. I just I view him as a guy who maybe he's not the talent level of Broderick Jones. And he definitely doesn't have the upside of Broderick Jones. Like between the two, you didn't draft Broderick Jones to come in here and say, "Oh, if you beat out Dan Moore, you're our franchi- franchise left tackle." No, you drafted him to say you're our franchise left tackle. That's who you are. an yeah.
0: hour later, it's
1: Yeah, yeah, right. it's going to happen. So you look at Dan Moore and you just say, You're not going to win it, but you are going to get a shot. And, and I think he's going to do everything he could in that opportunity and, and try to make the most of it. But I agree. I, I don't think, I just don't think he's got what, what Broderick Jones has. And I think even if you see like, Oh, Dan Moore is making less mental mistakes and, you know, he's, he's, he is playing be- his best football right now. You're going to look at, at Broderick Jones and you're just going to say, Well, dude, I mean, this guy's just got, he's a physical freak. We might as well toss him on the football field and see if it works out in our favor you know that's that's kind of how i i view that situation if if broderick jones does win that left tackle competition there's been talks omar khan addressed it in, in an interview with 93 7 the fan and just before this gets taken out of context he was more so asked if dan moore jr could play guard could bounce inside and play all those positions and he said yes he's omar said yeah he is definitely capable of doing all these things do you see a realm where? The Steelers actually do utilize Dan Moore Jr. at different positions, playing guard this season.
0: I think that if Dan Moore ends up playing guard for the Pittsburgh Steelers this year, they are in a disastrous spot. Um, and that's no <laughs> knock against Dan Moore. I'm like like Omar said, I'm sure he's perfectly capable of doing it, but it means that Isaac Ciamalo and Nate Her- Herbig have also have all like gone down with injuries or aren't here mm-hmm. anymore. So Dan Moore playing guard for this team would mean they're in a pretty bad spot. Um, I think ideally he's still their, their backup left tackle and and that's his natural position. That's where he should be. Um, yeah. I, I, I no doubt that, that Dan Moore is capable of doing that. I mean, I've seen no evidence to the contrary, but uh, yeah, if, if he ends up playing any guard for them this year, I don't think that's a good sign for, for this team's health and, and their odds of, you know, making the playoffs, being competitive, hitting on this this window that we think is opening for him now.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that he's the perfect swing tackle. You know, he played right tackle in college. I, I think people are gonna bring up the possibility of him competing with Chukes for the right tackle spot. I think the Steelers very much so like Chukes. I don't think they have any plans to get rid of them. Um, and on top of that, they're the same age. Like Chukes is 25 years old and Dan Moore is 24 years old. So it's not like you're like replacing a veteran with youth. You're just replacing a starter with a starter. Yeah, I, I think I think more is the perfect swing tackle. And I think that you can make a, a good career out of being a swing tackle for the next two years. And then you could go somewhere else and compete for the starting job somewhere or at that point, Chuke's contract's up too. Maybe you compete for the right tackle job in Pittsburgh on a on a cheaper deal. I think the possibilities are there. Like, I don't think Dan Moore's necessarily done in Pittsburgh. I think a lot of people are going to look at it like that and say this guy's his career's over. He's never going to be a starter for the Steelers. I don't see it that way. I just kind of see it as I think that for right now he's the swing tackle, which is what he was supposed to be. Like he came in here to be a swing tackle and not have to compete with these guys. He was just thrusted into the starting lineup. And then maybe down the road in two years, when his contract's up, you know, they reconsider things or he heads elsewhere. But I agree. I don't think he moves inside. You got too many options. I mean, as of right now, Kevin Dotson's still on the team. So Mm. that's three guards that you could just kind of chill with that you don't really have to worry about. Um, On top of Spencer Anderson that you want to get accustomed to as well, it just doesn't make much sense. But I do think, like, worst case scenario, if everybody did go down, you know, or even if if Mason Cole goes down, Nate Herbig's got to play some center. Kevin Dotson's gone at that point, and then somebody else goes out. Then Dan Moore's there, and that's a good versatile pick. But, you know, long term option for a starter, I just, you know, I don't, I don't see that. I'd, I'd rather give the opportunity to Nate Herbig in a year and see what he has to work with to replace Isaac Siamalu instead of, you know, making that move now and kind of just complicating things and making right. things more difficult for your tackles. I agree. Right. I agree. Right. And there's All
0: an right. element of, oh, good. No, no. Um, yeah. There's just an element of like, If Dan Moore has more than if he you know, if you have two positions, you don't have one. um, Yes. Like, don't like you said, don't overcomplicate this. Don't don't make Dan Moore do than do more than what he's capable of. Give him something to to work on and focus on. And I think that's how you maximize everyone's potential.
1: Yeah, uh, exactly. Exactly. You know, you don't it's it's really cool to be a versatile football player it's not always necessary to be a versatile yeah. football player. And I think this is one of those times where the Steelers did everything they needed to on that offensive line and they're chilling and, and it's better to have competition than it is to, oh, yeah. you know, just be like, well, everybody can play everywhere and we'll figure that out later. Like, no, yeah. just, you know, let guys compete at their natural positions. All right. Next thing I want to talk about, very disappointing news for Pittsburgh Steelers fans and for the Pittsburgh Steelers as a whole, even though I'm not totally dead on it, I'm not going to be totally dead on it. Uh, JJ Watt, I'm going to call him lame. He's being lame. You said it yesterday when texting me, you know, sometimes you just got to You got to let a narrative run because it's fun right. to let it run. He popped on uh pardon my interruption, a barstool sports podcast, obviously, and was asked about the rumors of him returning to the NFL, joining his brother TJ with the Pittsburgh Steelers. It is it has been tossed around. It seems like the most likely landing spot if he did decide to return to the NFL, he says. No, I will not be playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers this year. Although he says that he will be at a game at Ackershire Stadium. He was hyped to see the ketchup bottles for some reason. Don't really know that one. <laughs> okay. So that's shut down, at least according to JJ. You got any thoughts? Do you believe this? Do you believe what JJ says? Well, I think we've got to think about the biggest victims of
0: this of this tragedy, and that's you and me. Um, you know, it's it's the writers, it's the content creators. You know, 100%. JJ couldn't help us out and just string this out for a little bit longer. He didn't have to sign with them. He didn't have to come back to football. Great. He just had to. He said to leave it open, leave the door open a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. and but yeah, no, it was probably unlikely from the jump, but it'll be kind of cool that he he does have a really he, because he clearly will have a relationship with the Steelers. Um, like you said, he will be at games. He's talked with Mike Tomlin. Like those are that's fun and that's cool. And I think yeah. you know, nothing hurt nothing hurt by having JJ around and having him cheering for the team from the stands
1: at least. I guess, but that's so boring, you know? Yeah, like that's yeah. nobody wants could, it. like who cares if JJ Watts had a football game. It's like, oh JJ Watts here, cool. Like right, I don't know. He yeah. might come around to practice too. Uh that'd be fun. That's okay. So that's where I think things get interesting. Is like, what are the odds? That this guy shows up to a couple of practices, which he probably will. Like, I would imagine we see him at La Trobe this summer. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about this before. Those juices are going to get flowing. Like, I don't care yeah. what he says. It, it doesn't matter that he says no to me right now. In my eyes, I see J.J. Watt and he's a Hall of Fame football player who had 12 sacks last season. Like, that's I believe it's 12. It's definitely over 10 you're telling me that this guy doesn't have anything left in the tank enough to think about it. Like, you know, when that $10 million gets tossed at him in week eight or week nine, you're going to sit home and be like, well, you know, being a dad is just way too much fun. I'm enjoying watching soccer and digging into my soccer owner lifestyle. No, like you're going to think about it you're going to consider it you know TJ mm-hmm. is going to give you a call that's where i think things are you know like i think that you need to involve TJ at some point i think at once mm-hmm. the, once the move goes down which it will you know the steelers are not going to be a contender for the playoffs you know if Kenny Pickett's a baller this season and the steelers have everything they're looking for they're going to be in contention to to at least do something you're going to you you're, you're going to call JJ and the person that's going to need to call him is TJ, and he's going to have to say, Look at dude, I'm trying to win a Super Bowl. You're trying to win a Super Bowl. What would be better than to win a Super Bowl together? And you're telling me that JJ is going to say no? Like, I don't care that he says no. I've had this argument before. I'll have it again. He's going to say yes, or at least he's going to yeah. consider it. Yeah, maybe. I can imagine a scenario where uh,
0: JJ is watching practice and he strolls over to watch, you know, TJ do some drills. And then he's like, oh, TJ, no, do do it this way, you know, like, and and then and then TJ's like, oh, what can you show me? Can you show me? And then you get you get JJ back down in his stance and he's everyone loses their mind over that.
1: That's what I'm saying. That's and I just hope I pray to God, you know, going back to the content that I am sitting right there watching it happen that I'm Mm -hmm. going, oh, okay, thank you very (laughs) much for that one. Awesome. That's all I'm hoping for. Like, I hope that I get to witness that at least for a second and share it with the world, you know, and. I just and make a big deal out of it because that's what mm. I'm gonna do is I'm gonna make the biggest deal out of that situation because in my eyes it is definitely real. Like it's just sorry. Like you have a brother, I have a brother. You're telling mm. me that if your brother called you from the Boston Celtics and said, "Yo, dude, look it. I get it. You know, you your knees are hurting. You're a pop. You just bought a, a, a soccer team. Whatever. We got a shot to go to the finals and we're gonna need your help. And you're just gonna play minimum minutes and you're gonna make ten million dollars." Like you're telling me no, the answer is no, no. You're gonna be like, well, damn. Okay, let's. I, I love this have a conversation. My,
0: my little brother is the starting point guard for the Boston Celtics, and I'm gonna go make ten million dollars being his backup. This is this is ideal. This is ideal,
1: actually. That's what, I what I'm would, saying. Take, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you're doing it ten times out of ten, and you know, minimum, you're gonna consider it. Like you're gonna at least have the conversation, not only with TJ, but with your wife and with your parents, and you're gonna and your agent probably. And you're just going to be like, well, you know, maybe I try. And then that's it. You know what I mean? Like, you got one more run in you. Then you hang up the cleats and you never have to. Because that once he does it, you know, once he does the one return, there's no second return. You know, you're not right. Rob Gronkowski. It's over. You know, go, go have a good time. Enjoy your career. You'll never have to worry about it again. But I don't know. And the whole, like, Ike Taylor, like, that's how this whole thing started for us, at least, is when Ike Taylor was like, stay in shape, like, you know, that dude's a scout like he's he's in the rooms <laughs> of the rooms. Yeah. We're not allowed to be in, you know, like he mm-hmm. hears the conversations at some point that guy is going to toss out. Why don't we call TJ? Like why or why don't we call JJ? Why is nobody on the phone with JJ? Watt right now trying mm-hmm. to get him to come play football for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Like it's just going to, you know. Like JJ could say no all he wants. Uh, that possibility will remain open and it's too early right now. You know, like that's the biggest thing is you asked him in in May and there's no football in May. You know, you ask him mm. in in October, November, that's a different situation. It's a totally totally yeah. he's going to have a month of working out with TJ over the summer, you know, from June to July to get ready for training camp. Ah, just you know, it's don't say no, you know. It's not over yeah. till the fat lady sings. And that fat lady doesn't even wake up until o- the middle of October. She doesn't even start. She doesn't even say words. So haven't yeah, warmed up yet. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. Yeah. No, and like, no yeah. And like, I think, yeah, we, I
0: forget if we said this yesterday or on a podcast that we actually published, but um, the uh, like that I can imagine those first year, like the temptation, the temptation to come back to football is strongest during your first year of retirement. Yes. You know? It, it only gets, it only weakens after, like the further you get away from it. So, if it happens, I'd have to imagine it's going to be this year.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like it's, it's not a, and and again, like once you do play, it's over. Nobody's going to ask you to do it again. You know, yeah. especially if you win a ring, like you, you win a ring and yeah. you go off into the sunset. It's all like that's it. That's everybody gets it. Like you, you did what you needed to do. Nobody's calling. You know, just mm-hmm. do it, JJ. It's easier for you. You know, it's easier mm-hmm. for you, JJ, if you just give into it now get us off your back yeah yeah get it over with we don't have to talk about it anymore hell you let, let us help you and mm-hmm. w- try to win a super bowl while you're at it and i think that's a possibility in the steelers not saying no till it's over and it's way too way too soon for jj to have any idea if he's actually returning to the nfl or not nobody has any idea all right next thing i want to talk about the pittsburgh steelers are bringing in Quan alexander did bring in Quan alexander inside linebacker free agent for a visit they're expected to sign him if everything goes swimmingly I mean, this is a splash. This is a splash upon splash. Yesterday, I put out a to-go talking about how the Steelers are not going to make another move this offseason, how it's just going to be boring news from here until July. Totally wrong. That that lasted 12 hours. I apologize for the 10,000 people that watched (laughs) that because it was a waste of your time. Quan Alexander comes to Pittsburgh after a year with the Jets. He started 12 games last season. The year before that, he was in a new Orleans slash San Francisco. He's bounced around to three teams in four years. It's a good move. In my opinion. What are your thoughts on it?
0: I thought this was a complete steal. I mean, so yeah, obviously you got to see what he's getting paid, but like, yeah, I can't imagine a guy who has bounced around like this is getting a premium contract. Um, But he's still, I think he can still play. I mean, you look at the numbers, like he can still get you some sacks. You know, he can, he can play coverage. He can force fumbles that like, this guy can play, and you are gonna get him for cheap. You are gonna fill. uh, I mean, we talked about this a little bit yesterday, but like, arguably your biggest position to need. You are yeah. gonna, you are gonna give yourself some depth there. Like, yeah, the fact that Quan Alexander is gonna be what your third, third your fourth. Po- I think,
1: I think possibly a starter, but worst case scenario, you are fourth. Which... Yeah, your fourth. Yeah, inside linebacker. Like, great. Like, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely.
0: Like, this is this is great. Like, this was a. Um, I'm surprised the Steelers are the only one who, like, why does no one need linebackers anymore?
1: I I mean, look at, I think the linebackers are a little bit of a dying breed. I go on this rant like every other week, I feel like, just because the game of football is changing. It's becoming too fast for inside linebackers. You're asking them to do too much. And on top of that, it's too easy to replace them in sub packages. But Quan Alexander is, if we went back to, March when free agency started all those conversations about who the Steelers should sign, what type of inside linebacker they should be looking for was Quan Alexander. Like that's who we were. Mm-hmm. That's who they, we said they needed to sign as a guy who has the ability to pass, to to cover and pass uh, could hit you is versatile is young you know, is yeah. athletic. That's just what he is. The dude's got eight career interceptions and 33 pass deflections. And that's as impressive as it gets for a guy who's been in the league for eight years. Like that's yeah. one interception a season. If you're inside linebackers coming up with one pick a year, you're feeling real good about it. Like you're not, right. you're not upset about that one at all. Yeah. I think he's the perfect fit for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think he does come in here. Cole Holcomb in my mind is like, their like long-term, we hope he turns into our guy at inside linebacker. Mm-hmm. And I think he's got that potential. I think Quan Alexander and Alandon Roberts now compete for the starting job yeah. next to him. And I think Quan Alexander's probably got an upper hand just because of how versatile he is, how athletic he is, and his ability to pass, to, to cover and pass, to pass coverage, to defend pass coverage. Would that be the the term? To there? cover? To cover? Yeah. Uh, to yeah, cover to in cover. the
0: pass game? Something yeah. like that. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. We all, I knew what you mean. Um, yeah, I'm still a little deferential to Alandon Roberts. Um, I feel like yeah. the experience there is going to help him. I feel like he has the leg up right now, but yeah, no, I you absolutely cannot count out Quan Alexander. Um, he has every he's going to have every chance to start. Um, but like, it also wouldn't hate like like Quan's a little different from Alandon Roberts. I think uh, Alandon Roberts is more of that like play in the box, stop the run thing like that. Not yep. that Quan can't hit and Alandon can't cover, but you can move these guys around and put them in great situations because they both, they have different strengths. Um, so adding this depth to to the linebacker room is, is awesome in my book. And you might end up with a situation where, yeah, Holcomb plays 75, 80, 90% of the snaps, but then you've got uh, Roberts and, and Alexander splitting, you know, going 50, 50 and, or something.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. Like that's, That's so big for the Steelers. Think about Mm -hmm. a year ago when we were having these conversations. It was like Miles Jack is supposed to be the guy. Miles Jack can't cover. Robert Splain was the backup. Can't cover. Devin Bush was, you know, the the other starter. Can't cover. And then you were like kind of hoping that Mark Robinson was just like this freak. Now you're now you're coming in here and, and again, can't cover. So now you're coming in here. Cole Holcomb, very athletic, able to cover. Quan alexander known for his coverage so that's a that's another one alandon roberts absolute thumper which is a great mm. mix to have an inside linebacker and then mark robinson just gets to develop into whatever mark robinson's going to be 24 hours right. ago we were like are we worried that mark robinson's the the third inside linebacker you know is it mm. worth the risk reward to not sign somebody and just let this guy develop instead now we're sitting here going uh, I mean, if Mark Robinson is the fourth guy. Like that's that's damn good. Like that's damn. that's, that's really ideal. Good. And there's your, and there's your five because Tanner Muse is going to make the team as a special teamer. And they only keep five inside linebackers. That's a I mean, compared to a year ago when it was yeah. uh, when it was again Jack Spillane, Bush, Robinson, and Marcus Allen. I mean, a bit of an upgrade for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. They definitely turned turned a page at inside linebacker huge um i mean we're gonna be totally wrong about this one but do you think this is the end of it do you think this is the last flash signing that they make this offseason yeah i mean there's
0: just not much room for like much else room for them to make a signing bigger than this you know like Mm -hmm. this is this is probably the last major move they're gonna make maybe they add a bit or a piece here or there but this is the big one this is the last big
1: fish i feel like yeah i look at i'm i'm gonna be wrong on this you're gonna be wrong on this because we were wrong 24 hours ago when we were talking about this but it, it, in my eyes it, there's just nobody left like there's no there's no holes to fill there's you've done it all if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers they've already said they don't want to add at cornerback even though they added uh Luke Barku from the XFL I hope I'm saying that last name right but if and and you know maybe he's 24 years old maybe he works out in the slot but they've given themselves options there i think maybe they add another XFL guy or two or USFL guy But I think overall, like the splash is done. And to to end with a bang with Quan Alexander before OTAs, huge, huge. As good as it gets. Although throw the ball out. Yeah. Yeah. just like they they just got to play now. That's all that's like left to do. Let's go play. Yep. This team is done. Last year, you know, we talk a lot about, "Ah, well, you know, they did a good job. But this year it's like, no, they did a damn good job. Like the shout out applause to the Steelers, because Mm. I mean, this was I didn't I didn't see them doing this well in free agency and and here we are for for the poke the poke the guy meme that happened on day one and day Mm -hmm. two they we've come a long way um and shout out to Omar Khan for doing this although it was not the most surprising news of the day yesterday easily hands down the most surprising news of the day was Mason Rudolph returning to the Pittsburgh Steelers to be QB3 a move no one no one at all Saw coming this offseason. Half the fan base is thrilled about it. Half the fan base is so pissed that they added Mason Rudolph to be their QB3. I don't get that one. I mean, outside of just pure what, what were your reactions to this? Uh, Well, I didn't know that the fan base, they're half the fans happy about this. Oh, yeah. My Twitter is just half half of "This this is ridiculous. Why would you sign Mason Rudolph sucks? Why would you sign him? Why would you resign Mason Rudolph? I'm like, well, because he's not going to play. But, yeah, you know, the, it's a better option than Tanner Morgan. That's why.
0: Well, yeah, I was just going to say, like, I don't know who would be happy about this. I mean, Mason, obviously, because, you know, we were talking about this before we got on, but it just, it means there was no deal out there for him. Yes. Like, no one else wanted him in a bigger role. But Like, I feel like Mason didn't want this either. Like, this wasn't the ideal situation in his head. This wasn't mm-hmm. the ideal situation in the Steelers' head. Like, th- this seemed like a... Lose? Not.
1: I wouldn't want to call it a lose lose. Like it's a win lose, but it's definitely a lose lose for Mason Rudolph.
0: Yeah, it's just I feel bad. Like I don't know. I you know I don't I don't want to confuse people. I'm not a a Mason Rudolph stand. I don't think he's great, but like he deserves a little better than this. You know, especially oh, after yeah. what happened last year. Like this just sucks for him, and and I feel a little bit bad. And but I mean, from a from a football perspective, Steelers got got a better option than tanner morgan i guess so
1: yeah i mean they got to be happy with it but yeah it's definitely a win for for the steelers like to have three veteran quarterbacks now two of them that already know kenny pickett like and mason rudolph you know mason rudolph we, we talked about this a dozen times last season was as professional and as good as it got in that role like he did everything he possibly can. Helped Kenny Pickett in any way possible. Helped Mitch. Was there for meetings. Like never complained about his role. The the dude held it together. Like that was that was the most impressive professionalism or act of professionalism that anybody in that locker room showed last season. Maybe outside of Deontay Johnson punching Mitch Trubisky in the face and being like, <laughs> "Look, at man, we cool. No big deal. I don't even. I'll, yeah. I'll address it, but it's not it's not that that big of an issue." Which again was very impressive. But yeah, for Mason, this is definitely a lose lose. Like, I thought he would have got a backup role somewhere. Ben DiNucci got a job before Mason Rudolph did. And to me, that's just like, does, does, doesn't make any sense. I think Mason Rudolph's a good quarterback. Not a, not a good quarterback, but he's a good backup quarterback. Um, he's great. He's a great presence to have. He obviously, like, he's learned from Ben Roethlisberger, even though he didn't actually learn from Ben Roethlisberger, (laughs) but he got to watch from him for a couple of years, which I think is impressive. I would have expected him to get a job somewhere, but yeah, just like we said, like there's no way that anybody else called. And he was just like, I got to go back to Pittsburgh. Like this is, this yeah. is all I'm going to do. I think if anything though, it makes it easier because he, you now do look at this and say uh, two, twofold. I think for one, there was probably a conversation in the whole, in the whole thing. Like he he's visiting the team before he actually signs a contract. And I think in that visit, there will be a conversation that if, If a deal does come up, if an opportunity does come up, you have to trade him like you have to get rid of him. You can't keep him around and say, you know, we're just going to hold on to our QB three. But at the same time, when it comes to the Steelers, like to have this to have two veteran quarterbacks back there behind Kenny Pickett, like, you know, if if like a crazy situation happened and both Kenny and Mitch went down, you 100% out of 100 times, want Mason Rudolph on the football field over Tanner Morgan, Bryce Perkins, or Hunter Johnson. Like, that's just, it's just what you want out there. He's got familiarity yeah. with Deontay Johnson. He's got a winning record as a starter. Uh, he's been here with Najee Harris. He's been here with Matt Canada. Like, the guy knows the offense. He's the, He was their best decision as a QB3. I'm sure it's for absolutely no money. And, like, I mean, yeah. I just overall, I think it's just a great deal. Like... You know, I'm yeah. not, it stinks for Mason again, wish he got a better opportunity, but yeah, you know, in the grand scheme of things, this is definitely a win for the Steelers. That's a good point you make though, about,
0: you know, him putting in his contract, whatever the opposite of a no trade clause is. Yeah. Yeah. A, yeah. Yeah. a, a Yes. Yeah. Trade clause. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really hope that works out for him. I feel like they, you know, I think we said this at the beginning of last year, but like, you know, someone's going to get hurt.
1: Someone's mm-hmm. going
0: to need a backup, you know, an extra quarterback, think that opportunity will be there for him. And you just hope the best for Mason because I think he deserves that.
1: Yeah, me too. And I think like, you know, even with that, if teams call and they're like, hey, we want Mitch, that's still an upgrade for, for Mason yeah. because he gets oh, an yeah. opportunity to at least he'll suit up on Sundays, you know, that he'll be a backup quarterback, which is, I think is where he, you know, where his role kind of is in the NFL. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. A trade clause, a must trade me. Yes. Clause is definitely uh is definitely part of. Never it seen should, anything definitely. like it. Mason yeah, is yeah, an yeah. innovator. Yeah, he's like he's like, look at man, like I don't want to be here at all, but I mm. will be very good here. Don't worry about that one. But when the opportunity presents itself, get me out of here yeah. immediately. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. So shout out Mason, the Steelers' quarterback room finished. That stinks for Tanner Morgan. I'm sure he'll get an opportunity, but I would imagine that it's much. It's it's probably. Chris Oldoken opportunity like at this point yeah. you're taking 15 snaps this summer and you better hope that somebody calls and yeah you get a shot better hope, somewhere
0: better hope they're a damn good 15 snaps
1: yeah yeah like yeah 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 you better look real good in that one two-minute drill that you get at training yeah. camp because that's going to be the only tape you get and you better make the most of it All right. With that, we're heading out of here. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash All Steelers Talk. Like this video and check us out anywhere you get your podcast. Make sure to check out all of mine and Steven's work at allsteelers.com and our pit coverage at Inside the Panthers. We will be back tomorrow. Enjoy another beautiful day in the Berg. Peace.